Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Now, how many of you were here last week? Okay, how many of you remember what we were talking about? Okay, brilliant. How many of you remembered? How many of you have been living it out this week in the last seven days? Okay. It was great. Last, last week, uh, we prayed with three people after the meeting to give their lives to the Lord, which was great. And uh, so we want to thank the Lord for that and what he's doing in, uh, in people. So last week's message was you guys were living in the sea of darkness, right? And everybody that joined me here was on the rock of salvation. And remember that we had a ladder up here which represented who we are in Christ and the, and the victory that he's given us and who we are as, as his children. But then we reach out to those who are still in the sea of darkness and what that means in terms of bringing them out. And uh, everybody was part of the sound effects for that one. We've got a few more sound effects for this morning's message. Is that all right? Are you ready for that? Um, so you're going to be a bit of a football crowd this, after, uh, this morning. How many of you love football? How many of you just hate it? All right, I say we won't get into that. Um, Arsenal have not made the best start to the football season so far. Played two, lost two. So, um, yeah, never mind. And anyway, it's just as well we live for greater things and kicking a bit of air around a pitch uh, to try and score. Anyway, so this morning we're going to kind of take it on from there. So if Jesus has done what he's done in our lives, and uh, we haven't got a ladder today, we're going to use some other things, but... We are who we are in Christ, that we're a new creation. The old has gone, the old man has gone, dead, buried and crucified. We're now new people in Christ and we have his life in us and all that that means that we were kind of looking at last week. Then we, we want to live in a victorious way. How many of you want to live in victory? How many of you know that Jesus has never been defeated? So if he's never been defeated and we have him in our lives, what does that mean for us? Okay, that means that we can live in victory. But we have to take hold of that victory and appropriate that in our lives as we live. Okay, so obviously, as usual, need a few volunteers to help me. So first of all, Isaac, I'm going to nominate him anyway. He helped me to set some things up before. So let's welcome Isaac onto the stage, shall we, for a minute. And uh, we're going to need some others to help. In a few moments. Now, can some other guys help to bring the, the goal up here? Is that right? In a, in a couple of moments, if you can be ready. Now, I know you guys, I know most of you don't like football, okay? And, uh, but we're going to use this as an analogy this morning. Is that okay? Just bear with me, all right? A friend of ours says that football is robbing the poor to feed the rich. It's kind of the other way around to Robin Hood. So, uh, anyway. Now, Isaac, here's a football, okay? So, obviously, it needs to go on the floor. Uh, now, if you're going to win a match in a game of football, what do you have to do? Score a goal, okay? So can you, can you just score now? Now, what's that I hear? You're pretty sharp this morning, Rachel. Without a goal... How do you know, thanks very much, how do you know whether, you can, whether you've scored or not without a goal? Okay, this is really deep this morning, okay? <laughs> this is going to be the deepest message you're going to hear this morning, okay? Because it's the only one you're going to hear. So in order, to, in order to score a goal, you need something to aim at 
that means when you hit it, thanks, mate. Um, there's that little kind of look from down there now or not. Um, so, Isaac, can you come over this side, mate? So in order to know whether you've scored, you've got to have something to aim at. And obviously in football, you have a goal. So, yeah, if you can bring it up here, that'd be brilliant. This way, Colin. That's it. Brilliant. I don't play football. I know you don't play football. It shows. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, mate. Now, um, in order to score a goal, you obviously have to kick the ball. Now, what happens in football, they don't normally do this for penalties, but when they take goal kicks often, what do the crowd do? They go... No, they don't do that. They do a lot more than that. So when the guy runs up to kick, to, to, you know, kick it for a, a, a goal kick, what does he do? He goes... I know, I know it's August and it's holiday time, right? Just stop acting like Spurs fans, okay? I had to get that in, Dave. Sorry, mate. I can't say act like Arsenal fans either because generally Arsenal fans at the moment get up and leave the stadium. So just you can do that later on when we finish, okay? But don't, don't leave yet. So uh, let's be a little bit more enthusiastic, just for my sake, let alone yours, okay? So when somebody takes a goal kick, what do they do? They go... <laughs> then that's what happens when they score, okay? <laughs> Mate, this is going to be a long morning, isn't it, eh? A very, very long morning. Okay, I know you're sitting round tables, but that doesn't mean switch off, okay? Um, How many of you have never seen a football match at all? Wow, all right. The rest of you have, by the look of it. So they start quietly, they go, Ooh, and then they do this massive crescendo. You ready? Just do it once, at least once this morning, okay? Ready? Ready? Go. Great, brilliant. Now, so what he's going to do, Isaac's going to take a run-up, just... just You've got to score, okay? okay? You have to score. Okay. If you don't score, the message is just not going to work, okay? okay? So you have to score, okay. okay? Don't play like Arsenal yesterday. They were like, they were this close, this close to the goal, this close, and twice they kicked it over the bar. Anyway, so he's going to take a shot and he's going to score, okay? So, but we need to get going first. Ready? We're going to go... <laughs> he just said, he just said, whoops. Yeah. Okay, Isaac, what we're going to do, right? Okay, now you can come all the way back here. The probability of you scoring is probably quite high for this moment. Are you ready? Do you reckon he's going to score this time? I hope so too. Right, you ready, everybody? Thanks, mate. Now, 
Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a God in heaven. Brilliant. Okay, so we've got a few other things in here as well. A few other. We've got more of these, okay. Now, no, not that oblong thing. No, it's a proper game, this one. Anyway, so in order for us to live in victory, there's always things that we're going to need to have victory over in our lives. So what does God give us to enable us to have victory in the practical situations in our lives? What does he give us? Yeah, he gives us his Holy Spirit, but what does he give us in our lives that we take hold of? Okay, the word. So let's have the first scripture up on the screen. This is from Isaiah 55. He says here, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Okay? So, God knows that the victory that he has given us, we then need to walk in and live in and take hold of every day. So, there, so he knows we're going to need the word in our lives to enable us to have victories because there is somebody that doesn't want us to live in the victory of who we are as a believer, right? And so God knew that we were going to need the, the word. So um, I need a couple of other helpers up here, maybe slightly older, Isaac's age or a bit older, a couple of other people to help. People are volunteering other people. Don't you love it when people volunteer others? Um, okay, just one for now, okay? Sorry, what's your name? Samuel. Samuel. Simon. Simon. Nice to meet you, mate. Now, you're a good-looking guy, right? Okay? How many of you think he's a good-looking guy? Okay? But that's going to change. Hopefully you can get this on. Now, the enemy likes to... Uh, the enemy likes to come against us in different ways. So you can be... Now, now have a look. What do you reckon? Good look? Okay, so Isaac, you can come over here, mate, this end. Simon, you're now not Simon for a moment. You're the enemy. You're the devil for a minute. Is that all right? Okay. So what does the enemy try and do? Because God speaks into our lives and he wants us to have victory. So God leads us step by step. The, the Bible says then his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Okay, so the word enables us to walk in the way that God wants us to so that we see everything happen that he wants to see happen in our lives. Okay, but there is somebody that wants to stop, you know, you've got to leave that on, mate. Okay, I know it probably smells in there a bit, does it? Yeah, okay. Now, he wants to get in the way of us having the victory that God wants us to have in our lives. So he resists us in any way, shape or form, okay? So God speaks into our lives. He gives us, he speaks to us because he says, this is what I want to do. And God watches over that word to make sure that it happens in our lives. But we need to 
cooperate with God, with that word, to see that outworked in our lives. But then the enemy wants to try and stop and hinder us from scoring or having victory or whatever we're going to see in that situation, okay? Now, the enemy has other plans, not just to try and hinder that, but he comes up with specific things. So can I have somebody else just to come and help me? Somebody else? Lloyd, come on in, mate. Brilliant. One of the ways that the enemy tries to uh, hinder us, okay, Lloyd's going to wear this. It's more hair than you've got now. Yeah, all right. Now, Lloyd's going to wear this one. Because one of the ways that the enemy, look at that, that's a good-looking guy right there. One of the ways that the enemy tries to hinder us is through fear. Okay? What does fear do? Fear cripples. Fear stops you from moving forward and tries to get you paralyzed in the situation so that you don't believe God or, or you look more at the circumstances or whatever's going on. And therefore, fear tries and grips you. So the enemy there is wanting to stop you, but then the enemy also then says, right, I'm going to try and cause fear in your life. Just look slightly fearful. Kind of make, that's it. Can you hold that look? Right, just hold that look right there. That's it. Can you manage that? I'll give you a fiver later. Brilliant. Okay. So there's fear that tries to grip us. Now, what else does the Bible say? Let's have a look. In 2 Timothy 1, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of, but a spirit of, of, and of a, right. What does the enemy try and do? With fear, he messes with our minds. Because he tries to get us thinking that something's going to be a lot worse than it actually is in reality. He tries to get us thinking in certain ways because if your mind gets active in the possibilities of what he is trying to say could happen, your mind then takes over from everything else and it cripples you and you begin to fear and everything starts to kick off on the inside of you. Okay? So what are some of the fears that we might have? Fear of others. What do others think about me? So he tries to focus and point and say, you need to be afraid of others, what they think about you. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Uh, you know, you don't behave like this. Don't do that. And all of the different things. The enemy tries to cause fear in our lives. Being afraid of all kinds of things out there, from silly little things like spiders through to being afraid of flying or afraid of the dark or afraid of all sorts of different things, afraid of being hurt or pain, various things that go on in our lives. See, the enemy wants to cause pain, but the Bible says that we've not been given a spirit of fear. Jesus dealt with that on the cross, as we heard last week. So we have a spirit of power and of love. Because it's God's perfect love that casts out all. Because when you know you love somebody, when you know God loves you, your identity and security is in the love that he has for you. And therefore, the power of that love overcomes fear that the enemy tries to paralyze us with. So knowing that God loves you enables you to be free, free from the fear of other people. Because you know when you're in an environment, when you know that you're loved, you know that, well, it doesn't matter what people think about it because my identity is not in the thoughts of others. My, my identity is in the thoughts of the one who's totally accepted me, right? And so that perfect love casts out all fear. Now, 
What's something else? Let's have another, another scripture up here from uh, Isaiah 53. He says that Jesus was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace on, uh, was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. Can I have somebody else to come and give us a hand? One other person. Somebody else? Somebody else? I don't mind. One of you guys? Whoever wants to come up. You can come up, mate, if you want. Okay. Now, do you like Chewbacca from, from Star Wars, do you? Okay, well, this morning, Chewbacca, you might all go, oh, you shouldn't do that, Clive, because he's a nice guy. But Chewbacca this morning represents sickness. Is that okay? Anyway, so just face... I, I was going to call you Isaiah then. Isaac. And you're going to wear this one. So what else does... Is that all right? Can you see anything in there? You can. All right, cool. So the other thing the enemy tries to do, things like sickness. Okay, just keep listening. Even though you're going, ah, oh, doesn't he look nice? Keep... Um, one of the things the enemy likes to do is try and cause sickness in our lives in different ways. Okay? And, and when there's sickness, there are symptoms that go on. And he draws your attention to the symptom, to the pain, to the facts of the situation. But what does the Bible do? The Bible always points us to the truth of who Jesus is and what he's done. So the enemy wants to stand right, right in front of what God has said and then he tries to cause other things to stop you reaching or coming into the promise or the, the word that God is speaking. He might try and cause fear. There might be sickness on the way that says you're never going to get there, you're never going to be healed, you're never going to be whole or whatever because that's how the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy us in our relationship with God. Okay, But let's have a look at the next scripture from Matthew chapter 21. What is this? I love this. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, so when he spoke to the fig tree, it withered, didn't it, and died, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Okay? So, I need a few other people up here to help Isaac. Okay? So, can a few other people just come onto the stage? few others? Gosh, such a willing... Uh, any, anybody else? Join Isaac over here. Okay, all these, these are like seeds of faith. Okay, and it's like a mustard seed of faith. And what did Jesus say? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Okay, so these are like mustard seeds. These are like God's word that he speaks and sows into our lives. Because God has great things that he wants to do through our lives. How many of you know greatness is not just made up of one great thing, but greatness is made up of many, many small things that you see happen. When you add it all together, it looks great. That's how God works in our lives. Okay? So he gives us loads of things, loads of promises about for you personally, or your marriage, or your family, about what he wants to do in the workplace, or reaching your family members, or, or friends that aren't saved yet, or what he wants to do through your life. Whatever it might be, lots of different things that he speaks about loads of seeds, and the enemy, Lloyd, just come this way a bit, look fierce and, and aggressive again, okay, just stay right there, because you're looking good, mate, sickness, do you want to just, you're not sick, but, but what you're representing there, now, now just, um, 
just kind of lean forward and look a bit, a bit. That'll do. A bit. Okay. Uh, this isn't. This, this doesn't contravene any safeguarding stuff, does it, Dave? All right. Cool. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right. So these, these things, what they represent, they want to oppose who we are, okay? But when we get hold of the word, okay, and we use the word in our lives, the word takes out what is trying to take hold of us. So when we use the word, okay, so you guys here, if one of these, if one of these footballs hits you, okay, you need to kind of just, don't tell them out there, but fall over, okay, just to... All right, play, go with it. Is that, you understand what I'm doing? Good. Okay, so uh, you didn't hear that, did you? They're well briefed, this lot. Okay, so these guys, we're going to get some more, I think. These guys are going to take hold of the word and they're going to use it in their lives because this is what takes place, okay? So, um, so there's sickness coming against Isaac, okay? So what are you going to do, mate? You're going to take hold of that word that says... By his wounds, I have been healed. So, what, so if you're going to take hold of that word, what are you going to do? You're going to... You're going to kick, just try and kick it at, gently at this guy, all right? Okay, a little bit. So when he's going to kick the ball at you, is that okay? Gently. And when the ball touches you, just fall over. Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So he takes hold of the scripture, by his wounds I'm healed. I'm not going to live under this sickness. So, okay, so sickness. So sickness is, is dealt with in our lives. It's like, oh, I hope his parents are all right with this, are you? All right, so let's, let's get you out of this situation right now. Let's take that off. And uh, he's healed and comes to life, right? Brilliant. Just go and join Isaac over there, okay? But then we can be a bit more rough with Lloyd because he's not going to mind. Because uh, so there's going to be a few shots at Lloyd. Is that all right? So just you can smack the ball at Lloyd and just hit him. And, and I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is going well today. It's going well. Okay. Next time, fall over. Okay. So so he. Go on. Have a go. Have a go. All right, so fear gets taken out in our lives, all right? All right, brilliant. You can get up, Lloyd. Thanks, mate. Now what we're going to do, so we take these things out by using the word, okay? I've not got a spirit of fear. Now, can you see through that thing? You're going to need to, all right, mate? So now we're going to line these up, all right? And we're going to barrage the enemy, is that right? Okay, so you guys can join in. And we're just going to kick the living daylights out of the enemy. Okay? Because we got, when we have God's word, it's like, it's like ammunition. And the enemy wants to stand in the way. We can deal with sickness. We deal with fear. And we take authority over the enemy because Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life in abundance. The enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy, but, but Jesus come to give us life. So we take hold of the word. Let's take the enemy out then, guys, shall we? Go on, just smack the balls, just kick them. It's like watching Arsenal. Brilliant. So the idea, 
the idea, Devil, is when we hit you, you fall over this time, okay? So, right, so, okay. But then, but the other thing is, tuck them back up here, thanks. When, when we, you can stay down on the floor, you don't get up, the enemy doesn't get up, okay? So lie down with that on, lie down with that on. Just, just come this way a little bit, okay? Just come this way a little bit, okay? But when the enemy's down, you keep him down. And you keep kicking him, you keep standing on, you don't let him get back up again, is that right? And how do, you, how do you keep him down on the ground? You carry on using the word in your life. Because what we don't want to do, we don't want to live from one desperate moment to another. We want to live as a victorious person. So that when the enemy tries to sow fear, you know, God speaks and put, you can just put that on a minute. When the enemy tries then to come back with more fear, because we're already walking in the power of the truth, he doesn't stop us in our tracks at that moment. We then say, well, hang on a minute. No, that's not who I am. So get lost, enemy. I'm not listening to you. And you kick him out of the way again. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no strongholds that are building up to try and press you back because you're walking in victory and seeing victory. And so you're keeping the enemy at bay and you're keeping him where he's supposed to be, which is where? Under your feet. Okay, let's thank these guys, shall we? Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> so hard to breathe in. Are you guys, are you guys, over, where are you from? You guys are from Nepal. Sorry, we've got visitors here and I've just dragged them across the stage. So, these guys, have you got your family here? Yeah. Where are all the guys from Nepal? Let's welcome these guys, shall we? They're with us this morning. Bless you. Thanks, mate. I know these guys were at the Bible school 2005, 2003 and 4, and they went back to Nepal, they've, they've started an orphanage, planted a church, and then got a whole load of things going on, load of churches in Nepal. So, <clears throat> it's great to have you with us today. Brilliant, let's stand to our feet, okay? Now we're going to take hold of the word, we're going to appropriate the truth in our lives this morning, Okay. So, can we just have that scripture up from one Tim, uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7? What does that say? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of... Okay, now, we're not going to have a prayer line where people come up and we pray for people in regards to fear. Because what we do with fear is we take authority over it, in the name of Jesus, in our lives. And so we want to do that individually. So you, you will know if there's anything that you have some fear in regards to, in relation to, there might be a situation currently that is going on that is causing you to be anxious uh, or fearful in some way or other. And this morning, I believe God is saying, right, take a stand in the middle of that situation. Say, right, I'm not going to be overcome by fear and anxiety. Because in Christ, there is no anxiety and there is no fear. So as a child of God, I'm taking hold of this spirit of uh, power, love, and of a sound mind right now. And I'm bringing my mind under the authority of God's word now so that I think clear and I think straight. That the enemy's not going to use this as a playground and a, and a battleground to take me out and to cause me to fear, okay? So let's just take a moment. If, that, if you're in a situation like that, or you know there's something you need to take authority uh, to do in regards to fear. We're going to do that first of all, okay? Now, you might, as families together, 
Uh, there might be something you know you, know you need to pray about or, or, or together as a family for the next few moments. But let's just deal with fear, first of all. Then we're going to pray through some other things. Okay, you ready? Okay, so in your situation right now, just, just declare this scripture right now. Speak it out loud for yourself. You don't have to do it all at the same time, as in a, we're all repeating it at the same time. We just speak it out loud now over your life, that I have not got a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now take authority over that fear right now, that you're not going to live under it, it's not going to crush you, squeeze you, restrict you, and cause you to be limited in your life any longer. It doesn't matter what it is. Fear of the dark, fear of flying, fear of traveling, or fear of people, whatever might be going on, particularly fear of others and what others might say, just pull that down right now. Tear it down, that fear of man and what men might say about me, about reputation and all this sort of stuff. I tear that down right now. I'm not going to be crippled by that any longer because my identity is in who I am as a child of God, who I am in Christ. And so, Father, I thank you that your love for me is unfailing, that you've never let me down and you never will ever let me down. And so in that truth of who I am as a child of God... Every fear right now has to bow its knee and I'm no longer going to be under any fear whatsoever but I live over it and I stamp my feet on it as it were and declare right now that I have not got a spirit of fear but a spirit of power, love and of a sound mind. Father, I thank you. Praise your name. Now let's take authority over sicknesses, okay, ailments. Whether physical or mental, emotional, doesn't matter what they are. Jesus has dealt with all of them on the cross. And he says in his word, in Isaiah 53, by his wounds we are healed. We are healed. Not we will be, but we are right now. So we're taking hold of Jesus who is the healer, who is in us right now. And so if he is the healer and he is in us, if his life is in us right now, We have the healer within us. So we're taking hold of the power of the one who is the healer over the symptoms, over the diagnosis, over whatever is going on, no matter how slight or however severe. We're taking hold of the power of who Jesus is right now. So firstly, wherever you are, if you've got some kind of sickness, ailment, ache, symptoms, no matter what they are, Firstly, just thank Jesus that he is your healing. He's your healer, but he is also your healing. He is healing. It's not just a word that heals you. It's him who is the word who heals. So just thank him right now that he is your healing. And now just take authority over the symptoms, no matter what they are. I just take, just, you know, I take authority over this symptom, over this diagnosis. I command these symptoms to leave my body right now. I tell this sickness to be gone now in the name of Jesus. This ache, this pain, command it to go. This eating disorder, this digestive issue, I command that to leave my digestive system now in the name of Jesus. That blood disorder, I command that to go from my body right now. That shoulder injury, I command that to be healed right now. The the, the larynx, uh, that 
in that I just command that to be healed in my body. Whatever you've got going on right now, command healing in your body. Don't let the enemy stand in the way of what is yours. Don't let him hinder what is already yours. Take a hold of it right now. Healing is yours. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. Jesus has given it on the cross. And so we take our healing as a gift from him because he says, by my wounds, you are healed. Those migraines, repetitive migraines, I'm not having those any longer. And I break the cycle of that in my body. And I speak to my body, say, be healed and be free from those things right now. That, that issue down the top part of your spine, whoever that is right now, take authority over it. Don't live with that any longer. A slight curvature that somebody has in the top of their spine. And that causes you stress across your shoulders in different ways. Just say right now, I'm not living with that any longer. I'm not having it any longer. Get out of my body now. And I take hold of my healing and I speak to my spine and say, straighten up now in the name of Jesus. Straighten up now in Jesus' name. Just lift your head. Just put your shoulders back a bit. Where there's been restriction, there's ease coming in right now. Just receive. All over this room now, there's people receiving their healing. Take hold of what is yours. This is what it means to live in victory. This is what it means to take hold of the word. So I'm not going to live under this stuff. I'm living over it because I have the one who has overcome. Therefore, I'm... Some people say, well, this sounds too good to be true. It is so good and it is true. What other... I don't know what other things are going on in people's bodies. Hearing, eyesight. Breathing, lungs, joints, muscles, whatever. Just take hold of what is yours right now. Take, like these footballs, take hold of the seed of the word and boot that right now. Give it that seed of the word. Kick the seed of the word right into your life now so that it takes the enemy out. It takes sickness out. It takes all of that out right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise your name. We exalt your name. We magnify your name this morning. Father, we just thank you for your victory in our lives. Now, there might be some other, something else where you need victory. I don't know what it might be. But whatever the enemy might be trying to hinder, whatever scenario you might be going through right now, just bring it before the Lord. Father, I just give you this situation, this challenge, this hurdle, this issue, this circumstance, I give it to you right now. I hand it over to you. Now we're going to speak to what the enemy wants to appear as mountains in our lives. And it's amazing how the enemy wants molehills to look like mountains. But how many of you know that God is greater than mountains? And, and the issue is more like a molehill in comparison to who God is. But the enemy wants to get our perspective out of out of sync so that we look at things. He likes to magnify the issue. But actually what we need to do is magnify who God is. And, and you know when you put a magnifying glass with the sun and it goes through and then it burns up whatever it, the, the rays are going through the magnifying glass. That's what happens with the Word. We're magnifying God. And as we magnify Him and we hold up his, the truth of who He is to the situation, it's, and we then start speaking it and declaring it and taking hold of it, it then begins to burn up the scenario and begins to deal with it because that's how the Word works in our lives. So let's just speak to any mountains going on right now. 
Okay, you don't have to say, I speak to that mountain. What you're doing right now, you're saying, I speak to that situation, that challenge, that issue, that circumstance, that problem that's trying to magnify itself. I speak to that thing right now. And I command you to be moved, because that's what Jesus said. If you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, a tiny, everybody's got that much faith in the room. Uh, you've got as small as a mustard seed. Speak to it, and it has to be gone. So just speak to that thing right now. The challenge, the issue. One or two people in the workplace, in business, maybe there's some challenge with, you need some new contracts, and it seems to have been a bit dry over the summer. Just speak to that thing right now. I'll just command that lack of contracts and new customers and clients, whatever it might be. I just command that thing to be moved right now. And I thank you, Father, for the release of new customers, of new contracts, of new clients, new business. Just speak that right now and declare that into your business, into your work world. Because God has called us to prosper. Anybody believe that? God has called us to prosper. So we take hold of the power of his word. Father, we thank you for victory in the workplace. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. And then just literally before we close this morning, you know, last week we were praying about um, our unsafe friends and family. Okay, we're just going to do that just for the next few moments. So I just want you to, again, grab your family members. Sit around the tables for a few moments. Just sit down for a sec. Grab those around you. If you come as a family, just pray as a family. If you come as a married couple, do that. If you come on your own, you're with mates, you can just, um, just get together for the next few moments. But we're praying for, remember, win the one this year, the one person the one couple, the family household, whatever the scenario is right now, okay? Are you ready? We're just going to pray through these five things really quickly. Are you ready? So just name those people before the Lord right now. Take hold of the word. The first one was John 6, 44. Praying that the Father will draw them to himself. Just take 30 seconds and pray that right now. Father, thank you that you draw this person. You draw this couple, whoever they are. Thank you, you draw them. You reveal who you are. You draw them to you, Father. Thank you. It's like throwing a, a fishing line out with some bait on the end. When we begin to pray, it's like the, the seed of God's word goes out and it goes to where it's supposed to be. And as we pray, we're reeling in that person's salvation. We're praying it in. We're praying it in. Every time you pray, it's closer than it was before. So keep going. Thank you, Jesus, that you draw these people to you. And now take authority over anything that wants to blind their minds and eyes right now. Take authority over whatever, deception or, or pain or, or problems and issues and reasoning and all of that, unbelief. We take authority over all of those things. We pull those things down. We tear them down right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And then release the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Ephesians 1.17. Just release that right now. Father, we just release the spirit of wisdom and revelation into their lives, a revelation of who you are, dreams and visions. Father, we thank you that you encounter with our friends and family members that don't know you. We thank you for, for that revelation in their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Just speak that right now. And with that revelation in 1 Thessalonians 1.5, deep conviction that leads to repentance. Just pray that right now. Father, thank you in the revelation of who you are. There'll be a deep conviction, deep conviction that leads them to repentance. Thank you, Father, that leads them to want to turn around 180 degrees 
and come to you. Thank you, Jesus. And then just pray with thanksgiving as you, as you pray those things. Thank you, Father, for that deep conviction. Thank you that it leads to repentance. And now John 5, 24, release the spirit of faith that enables people to cross over from death, spiritual death, to spiritual life in God. Okay, John 5, 24. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of faith being released so they believe who you are. They believe in the one that can transform and save them and set them free. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. Come on, let's stand again. Just stand to your feet and let's just thank the Lord for the salvation of our friends and family members, those we're praying for, reaching out to, inviting into our lives and us into their lives. Father, we thank you for a harvest of people coming to know you. We praise your awesome name. Let's all just take a moment. Just close your eyes for a minute. There might be people here today and you don't know Jesus. You've never responded to him. Maybe you've looked at this kind of scenario we've been talking about this morning. And there's a reality to life. There is somebody called the devil and he does not want people to know God. And he tries to do everything to keep people separated, separated from who God is. But God has a plan for every person that is on the planet. And the beginning of that plan is God wants relationship with every person on this planet. That's why he went to the cross. He went to the cross to take on himself everything that could separate us from him. To make it possible to open up the way to know him. But the devil wants to make it seem like the way is impossible. You can never get there. There's too much going on in your life that God would accept you or love you enough to do something for you. And if you don't know Jesus here this morning, just want to take a moment. If you want to take a first step to respond to him today. And if that is somebody here today, I'd love just to pray with you for a minute and then it, just meet with you after. There's every number of others if you, you want to respond to God today and take a first step towards Him. If that is anybody today, He's saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus because that's what it means. It means to surrender everything. You might be here today and you don't know Jesus and you might say, well, I don't know if I want to surrender everything to Him. That's okay. Then maybe just keep asking questions and finding out what does it really mean to, to know God and to, to have a relationship with Him? But maybe some people here today, you are in your heart, you know your heart's pounding and what's going on inside you is, I, I want to know Jesus. I want to surrender everything to Him. If that's you today, just so I can see you, nobody else can, can you just, just quickly pop your hand up so I can see where you are? Because I'd love just to pray with you for a moment. If there's anybody here today, I want to take a first step to respond to Jesus. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for those here that don't know you. I thank you that you reveal who you are today into their lives. Father, I thank you for everybody else here this morning, that you, this week, lead us by your Holy Spirit, that we would have listening ears to what you're saying to us, how you want us to walk with you, what that looks like in our marriages and homes and our families, what that looks like in our workplace and out in the community. Father, I thank you and I praise your awesome name for who you are and what you're doing in all of our lives. We praise your wonderful, mighty name. Come on, let's thank the Lord, shall we? Just for who he is. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.